It's awful already. It's the worst. I already know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the RPD Dispatch. My name is John, better known as Dot Fifty Cal. And I'm Jane, better known as the Selfish Jane. And I'm Wynn, better known as Random Web. Oh, Chris, <laughs> what are you doing? Go. <laughs> Stop being sweaty. <laughs> Go. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we can never do anything straight. We can never have a proper recording. It's I'm, not, I'm not. I don't know what's wrong. It's, it's like I'm less. not editing this. I'm not editing it. <laughs> Skip over my heart, go. It's, it's like, my name is so funny, I don't know. Okay, um, yeah, hello, my name is uh, Chris, better known as Alzair on the forums. <laughs> you interrupted me. I'm sorry, I don't know where the mute button is on this, it's not my headset. Go ahead, sorry. Do it again? <laughs> yes! <laughs> hello, my name is Chris, better known as Alzair on the forums. <laughs> And I'm Carnival. <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Carn. It's the worst. Just stop recording. <laughs> Where's John? You're not. Fuck you, everyone. This is April Fools. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna come back it's here. It's not even a good one. It's silence, like. Just go, Carn. Just okay. Stop, John. Mute. Go, <laughs> go, Carn. Go. Didn't I do mine? Just Go. do it again. And I'm and talking over it. Go. Can we just start from Chris again? No. Fucking Carn. Just keep going. Don't edit it. Just put it out there. I, oh, I, that's I'll, I'll just lead myself in from my own impression of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Karn. <laughs> Better known as Stian. What? Come on. No. What? There is I no Stian. There is only Karn. There is only Karn? All right. Um, and Karn, John. better known as Carnival on the forums. Okay, um, John, you're up. He didn't mute his mic. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Hello, my name is John. <laughs> I'm known as Mr. Spencer on the forums. And from Project Umbrella. <laughs> and from Project Umbrella, yes. Okay. Yes, of course. Alright, dead serious now. Dead serious. Okay. The wave of static every time you update is brilliant. <laughs> okay, and uh, on today's episode, we're actually going to be going back to Resident Evil Zero, which we were planning to do as episode, I believe it was 10, wasn't it, Gene? That's right, I think. Okay, it's episode 10. So, um, so guys, Resident Evil Zero. I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, well, what did you guys think? <laughs> I don't remember. Let's go with the order. For a death blow. This is the this is the gene. Go gene. Oh me, shit. Um, it was not very good. I didn't think. Um, right puzzle was good. Okay, Wayne. Bit shit. I didn't think it was very good. I liked the savory music. Chris. It was okay. Okay. Karn. 
the only reason I give it a one is because the voices were pretty good. John? Yeah. Yeah, it was alright, I suppose. Okay, so that's it for episode 10 of the RPD Dispatch. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, take hope care. Hope it was worth the wait. Yeah, and I know it was truly in my heart. It, I know we're going to get a lot of good fan feedback from this episode. So, um, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Hello. Hello. Goodbye. Should I talk about Japan now? <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> Let's just release oh. everything we recorded now and release that as the podcast. Chris, can you say something? Something? Hello. Okay. I'm disappointed. Did you get a new microphone? I'm not here breathing. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this is not like before. Where's that iPhone app we were going to make? Did you press it? Oh, yeah. And like one of the buttons is like ticks. <laughs> Don't hey ticks. He's coming in right now, so I come big mom. There needs to be a button that makes it extend. <laughs> I'm a fucking Skype pro, bitch. Are you using a, like a webcam or something? No, it's just a normal microphone I picked up the other day. Swallow it. Why <laughs> just suck it down? Fucking Gene, hurry. Gene, get online, damn it. Murder. Gene may be online, but he may also be offline. <laughs> <laughs> yes! There you go. So, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm new to the whole Microsoft scene, so this information would, would be new to me. Trayvon. They delivered a death blow to the 360! <laughs> Jesus, fuck, you have that sound like... <laughs> I just found this. Oh, thing. my God. So quick as well. <laughs> Why is he got that readily available? Yo, no, I just don't say the best part of my break there's four of us and John's like, okay, uh, yeah, give me the, ham- the handgun ammo. It's like, well, I cannot have a handgun. I'm, I'm just going to need to give me the handgun ammo, bro. <laughs> like, okay. Did I do I that? I got a brick racket. Sounds like a that. fucking game of jail in Counter-Strike. It's like, <laughs> yeah, so you pick up that shotgun. Like, yeah, um, I'm going to be kicking that. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, but with your team, mate, you're going up there. I need a shotgun. I'm quite hungry. Well, we're gonna be fine. Don't give me a probe. Uh, okay. <laughs> I did not do that. Did I? <laughs> I don't like the name Bertha. I'm not playing it. Because there was that a guy with belts on Beltway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah. the guy. He's been doing the pedal for the fuck. I was like, let's play it. I was like, wah, 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 wah. Find me a link, find me a link. <laughs> yeah, he goes, like, he goes to a whiskey shop and the guy gives him a to try, but he pretends to be like drunk, so he starts going like, oh, you're fine, stop being our gentleman. Uh, what time do you get off? He's like, oh, I get off at like nine and I have to go pick up my girlfriend. Uh, you have a girlfriend. 
Do I say my name or my handle or both? Um, are you okay with saying your last name now? Oh, no, not the last name. <laughs> okay, just say Gene then. The other Gene will hunt him down. Like last week. Yeah, Gene. Gene, oh. you do realise now, you have me on it, you have me on Facebook, yeah. right? But Heligad found you, so I have to leave yes, you from my me. Facebook because <laughs> I don't want him getting here. me. It's insurance. Hang on, hang on. I, I haven't, ex- I haven't accepted it yet. Like, I was just sitting there, the request. I haven't done anything to it, so. I had a few um, uh, Wesker fans on my MSN, so I just invited them all to a chat and then left the chat, so they're all out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which point of that conversation, that like topic to bring up with like the fact that you have multiple Wesker fans or the chat. Well, they're just people who had it from Project Umbrella because we seem to collect. You should have just added to your chat said pitiful creatures on LF. And then he's like, uh, oh, oh, I've got about three beta Trevor notes left. Some interesting stuff there. So I'm like, uh, that's good. <laughs> And he goes, uh, uh, before we proceed any further, I want an apology. I'll go first. And I go, what? <laughs> He's like, and he puts in quotes, sorry for acting like a jerk for the last eight years. And I go, I'm not apologizing for anything. <laughs> no fucking way. I said, like, LOL. He goes, he, and he says this, you posted that rude comment on Bioflames. It's still there. You should erase it. He, he kept saying that he wanted to work on some game, some point-and-click adventure about George Trevor, and he never, he never picked up on it. He keeps saying he does these things, but he never he, he gives up on it in the end. Well, he's had like four different projects like that. If I think it first started out with, does everybody remember his Bioflames forum smiley icon? Uh game where he, he uh, chronicled my like day, my, my takeover of Bioflames as a Nazi moderator and like keeping all the people in like a fucking Jewish slave camp or something does anybody remember that? do we still have yeah, them? Yeah. Are the, grid. Are, that was fantastic does he still, are the posts still on there? Or did he edit them? Yeah, I think yeah. I think. I don't think he did he not edit everything at one point? Like he just whitewashed this entire fucking. I think he made all, all comments. I think he may have, unfortunately, but I probably have them saved somewhere. It's just a matter of finding yep. it. He doesn't even know Japanese, I... so I don't even know. Like maybe he's up to his old tricks, Karn, of like going into a Japanese restaurant, being like, "Here's fifty dollars. Can you read to me what this says?" Exactly. <laughs> he didn't do that. No, I forgot about <laughs> What? Don't say he actually did that. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> and he just took notes on what the guy was saying. John, can you? Is there any way you could like remotely mute your mic until you talk? Um. Yeah, I can do that. Try it real quick. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh. I thought the fucking ball just dropped. <laughs> John, pick it back up. Hello. Oh no. god. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> There's a cheap microphone I picked up, so.
What's that? <laughs> as soon as it kicks in, we're just you said it was fine before, didn't you? It's yeah, yeah it's, it's got worse, but then you broke it. Maybe try and quickly try drop out of the. Here. Yeah, Can try you drop out of the call quickly and come back. Yeah, John, do that. Oh my god! <laughs> I know it's so bad. <laughs> um, but on a more serious note, though, like yeah, we. If you guys are still down for doing real episodes of this, like maybe in a month or like two or so, as the sooner yeah, the better. Good. Whenever I can, yeah. whenever we can find a place uh, to live, me and this other dude here. So. Your uh, partner. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to play fucking Lost Planet two with me and Wayne, you, Charles. Yeah, we me. wanted to the uh, the expectation that you would play with us. Yeah, yeah, guy. What? He <laughs> doesn't even get the joke. I'm so disappointed, son. What? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> You're freaking the breakdown. I'm gonna go and get myself a nice cup of coffee. My breakdown? Like what? Four years ago, bought Lost Planet, and me and Karn didn't play it with you, and you were like, "Look, guys, I bought this under the impression that we would play together. We're not playing." <laughs> it was constantly brought up every time we did. We were waiting. We sat on an MSN chat for three months. Me and Karn just going, "We'll be on any minute, my guy." I'm still scared about WoW. Like, really <laughs> <laughs> it is rehab. I thought that was Are you clean or? <laughs> I've been clean for like two and a half months, yeah. Don't you guys find it funny that Steve is back at the same time as John? Saint Eve? The very same Steve that offered this guy a house. <laughs> There was some person, there was some person posting about Dino Crisis on the... Oh board. yeah! That, that got me a bit suspicious, you know? Yeah, that's like a red flag. You know what? We should just ban people for posting about Dino Crisis. We don't talk about <laughs> Dino Crisis. <laughs> Open a Dino Crisis sub forum and anyone who posts in there, like, it's a trap fan. <laughs> Get rid of We've reached a point now, we've reached a point where we can't trust anyone who posts anything about Dino Crisis. It's like the game doesn't and Like, exist. if they post about Dino Crisis, like, a soundbite comes off and it's like, clever girl, and then you're banned. Just gone. <laughs> yes. And there's a picture of Muldoon as well. <laughs> oh, no, no, replace it with uh, Lali Lule Low. No, no, no. Nano machine. Nano machine. Yeah, I think this sh- will deliver the death blow to the 360. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's funny because it's ironic. They don't advertise and deliver the death blow and deliver the death blow to the 360. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. God, I've missed you guys. Fuck, Justin. <laughs> you guys ready in the chat? <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, Bastards call my bluff. You said Fuck. you'd do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Alright, silence. I'm gonna need my mic now. Um. Oh, that's, <gasps> that's unreal. I'm having an Um, so I'm gonna do this rap, and John's gonna lay some beats. Like, where did this come from? Did he You're gonna do server? a rap?
Yeah, fucking read the chat card. John got it from, got it from Project <laughs> Umbrella. Um, I have no idea where. What the hell is this? I'll You're right, why didn't print. they do this while we were recording? Yes, this so now, now we have to go back and record it. But can't you record it the same way I did Prey? Uh, I just took the audio clip and more or less listened to the music and then I paused it, recorded a little bit of myself, then resumed the music, paused it, recorded the next segment. Once. Well, I'm a professional. Oh, okay. You're gonna do it live? Yeah, just, I'm all live. I've, I've never read Improv? it. Improv? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I'll just be riffing, man. Oh, you're my <laughs> hero. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. I'm serious. So, Gene, the selfish Gene, is now going to record himself singing an epic rap piece. His debut single. His debut single. Oh, yes. So, hopefully we'll be hearing that very shortly. And I just want to say that I'm Commander Shepard. And this is my favorite rap song on the signal. Hey homies, you wanna hear some rappies? You wanna become a god? Listen to this. Are you ready? Developing VOWs for Umbrella. Here's Joe back, I'm a pretty bad as well. Gotta make some power and zombies no good. Stars running wild in the neighborhood Wearing sunglasses in the middle of the night Always looking awesome in a fight Kenneth made me zombie lunch but I can slay a bunch Richard had a snake bump but now he's alright Huge snake attack the zombie slayer Richard pushed him over and saved the player Grabbed every death mess for a simple task Met the crimson hair elder, filled him up with lead Ran buried in the residence he was searching for evidence. Extortions of plan, let's control every man. Told him he could kill Jill. Threatened his family, he agreed to help. But reluctantly, headed to the courtyard. Stopping Jill, waiting for my chance to kill. Yeah, gotta kill our stars, man. Peace out, respect, mad props to I got this game. Adios. It has been over a year since the last podcast. Since Dr. Decal was kidnapped by insurgents and forced to play World of Warcraft. It soon became apparent that this was all part of a plan by Project Umbrella to rid themselves of a threat. By eliminating the podcast, they sought to increase their stranglehold over the community. However, one man would be responsible for getting Dot50Cal out of his situation, away from the realm of orcs, trolls, and dungeon raids. Hunted by Project Umbrella, an unwilling hero rises to save his old friend.
now I am free to consolidate my power over Project Umbrella. On to more pressing matters. Is there news on the podcast? The podcast is no more. With Dot busy fighting Draenei and Worgen, they'll never bother making any more. Not that they ever had many listeners in the first place. Good. What about Carnival? He's too busy playing Halo and doing impressions of that goat. You know, the one that sounds like a man yelling? Ah, yes. I always assumed that was how all Norwegians sounded. Now all we need to concern ourselves with is the last member, Alzair. I want him found. Yeah, well, we've got a problem with that. Spoken of our intelligence department, and apparently he's disappeared. We have no idea where he's gone. No matter. He'll turn up on bioflames at some point. Perhaps I should leak information about 1.5 to lure him out of hiding. 1.5? Are you sure that's necessary? What about Calvin? It might stir up old desires in him. You know how much the betas mean to him. The Calvin issue has been resolved. He's working for us now. His translations have proven to be worth our investment. I want Alzef found and taken care of. No excuses. Don't worry, John. I'm here to rescue you. I'm gonna get you out of this awful place. Don't move! Oh, crap! you see I'm downing Lich King 25 man heroic get out of here so yep this was the 2011 uh, April Fool's joke for the horrors alive hope you guys aren't too uh, offended because I know it's been quite a while since the last real podcast um, I guess the only thing I could really say is that we're probably a month or two we're gonna be picking up um, shows again actual shows uh, probably picking it up with either Silent Hill or Resident Evil Zero, depending on which you guys really want more, probably. Um, but this kind of gave me some time to look back on some of the old stuff we've actually recorded and never released. Um, several things here will probably be entertaining for people who've listened since the beginning. Uh, things including, you know, scrapped skits or even... Uh, entire podcasts that were scrapped will probably be following now after this. Um, I'll try to give a brief intro of the uh, things as they go along. So if you hear my voice in this sort of a tone or echo effect or whatever's happening right now, I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, that means it's being recorded now on April 2nd, 2011. So, yeah. Uh, editing was a little longer than I expected. I was hoping to get this out in the first, but hey, whatever. So, uh, enjoy! This first clip was recorded by the Selfish Gene as a sort of a replacement for the original intro that we had done. Um, obviously, we never used this, but it's one of the things that remained at the cutting room floor. Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the RPD Dispatch. This is Da 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 here speaking. Today, we've got a massive show lined up for you. Let's hear what's going on. Thanks, Da 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 Da. In today's show, we're going to be talking about Apocalypse and Extinction. Can't wait for that. Stick around. More from you, John. But yeah, then obviously we do this sort of 
five times, I guess. Once for everyone, and each person has their own little bit of theme song underneath. But, um, of course, the theme song is going to be different than just playing the same part backwards. Um, and I, I sort of thought, because the music will have different tempos and stuff, and, uh, you know, it's not going to fit together nicely with the length that people talk to. Just punctuate it with explosions, you know, just for good measure. Everyone likes explosions. We're talking about action movies. And I was actually thinking, just on the note of the movies, that they're really shit and poor, so, you know, there's not going to be much meat to the content this week, so we might have to, you know, give the punters a bit extra, you know what I mean? I don't know, look, can you tell my parents took my PlayStation away? I mean, shit, man, I'm bored out of my brain, you know, I want to... That's why I'm, you know, sort of running up the wall, fucking bored. That's why I want to write sketches. That's why I've cut this demo together for you, you know. Fucking fuck all to do, so... And I'm feeling pretty shit, so you can probably hear in my voice I'm sick. But yeah, I'll, um... I'll cut it all together if you want. If you don't have time to do it, I'm happy to do it. I don't know. And then I thought, next time... Maybe, well, maybe not next time. So we'll sort of do... First time we choose our theme music. Probably the second time the same music, so people start to expect it. And then the third time we choose each other's, and, you know, that's where the, that's where the joke is, comedy in threes. I don't know, but I'll talk to you guys about it more, so... Yeah, that, that's me rough cut. Well, I don't know what you reckon, but there you go. So, this next one is a pretty embarrassing skit we originally did, um, back when Capcom set a region flag on the Japanese Biohazard 5 demo so that nobody could play it, uh, except if they were in Japan and actually looked at the IP address, and this pissed a lot of people off. So we decided to do a skit about it, or at least I decided to do a skit about it. I'm pretty sure this never made it to air, because uh, if it did, I would have blown my brains out with uh, embarrassment. Uh, sir, we have reports that people are downloading the Biohazard 5 demo from regions other than Japan. What? Yeah. You fucking idiot. You didn't put a region flag on it, you goddamn tit. Fucking put it on it now. Uh, yes, sir. Sorry. Wait. Sir? They can still fucking play it. Ah. Have it disconnect him from Xbox Live. That should take care of it. Uh, but sir, shouldn't we punish them? Good thinking, mate. All right. I want you to put in a flag that disables the demo and corrupts it. Sir, can we do that? Isn't that illegal? Fuck off. It's my IP. It's my marketing plans that have been running to the ground because of this. We're going to make them pay. Naturally, as you might expect, there's lots of bloopers we can't exactly air because they're considered too inappropriate at the time. Or, well, you get the idea. Uh, and here's a bunch of those. <laughs> don't, don't hate us. So, cars, let's get snow in here and ask them the tough questions, okay? If you were a dick... Would you suck yourself? <laughs> I know I would. Tough indeed. 
Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, I doubt yeah. it very much, because from what yeah, I was I really told, yeah. my Ari Horror exclusive info from what I was told is that she was in it for quite a while. You just said Ari Horror exclusive info. I know. I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> oh, maybe okay. I won't. <laughs> if you don't, I'll back you up. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a perfectly Irish Shit. night out. I should reply to Calvin's post. <laughs> with... With... with <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh, God. No. <laughs> no. Wayne, your Photoshop skills are unmatched. <laughs> Is this the McDonald's picture? Yes. It's the Burger King one. <laughs> mm. oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> I like the fact that I've basically been rule 34. <laughs> there actually is... Me porn. <laughs> you can thank me anytime. Yeah, I it is, you for a lot of it is the best picture you've ever produced. I oh. never give you enough credit for your hard work. I always cry. <laughs> who, are, who are these people? That's Stian Schultz right there. Carnival. <laughs> Fucking Colvin. <laughs> horrible picture of me. And... <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> The carnival's the one on the left, and who's on the right? That's Colvin. <laughs> Colvin <laughs> went... Was this, was this made when I cut smokes? It's so perfect, his face, too. He's like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl's just like... Yep. <laughs> was this made us at the same time as I did this? God damn. I thought the film was all right. There's a few uh, niggling errors in it, and you, uh, a few discrepancies. Whoa. That I'm not. Can you say that? Isn't that like? <laughs> That's not a racist term. It seems very <laughs> racist. No, I you said <laughs> niggling. Niggling is not a racist term. You can look. That I up. I have said that, and don't I've you? I've had people tell me, "Don't say that." <laughs> Niggling's not racist. Really? Yeah, I have. It's not racist at all. No? Yeah, it's not. People, that, that, no. that, that's stupid. That, that's not right. It's like saying... We live in an age. We live in an age, Tolik, where the the slight, the color black is going to be racist. <laughs> well, well you, you know, guys, guys, black that's racist, guys. That should be called an African-American human being who is on the same social standing well, as a Caucasian male. I, I, guess, I, will, I will say... Because all black people come from Africa. But hang on, hang on. I will say, though... The, the, like guy the, who, the guy who told me it was an uneducated Negro, so... If you're just tuning <laughs> in to the horror podcast... I'm kidding. Just, <laughs> the racist the podcast. podcast. Guys, Sorry, listen, you said, to, listen. You said uh, uneducated uh, Negro. That's a bit redundant. I was... John, you're gonna get raped. Anatoly, <laughs> what, what, what were you saying? So... Uh, it's it's like a, a case that like showed to humanity about how stupid people like uh, fighting for all this like uh, racist is bad. I'm not saying racist is good, but uh, <laughs> there's like <laughs> uh, there's like this uh, artist. Uh, his name is Malevich. Yes, 
and he is uh, he has this picture like a picture of giant black square. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, just just a giant black square. So his picture was like developed to USA once, and uh, his picture is actually called black square. So <laughs> guys on like uh, that were making a visa for this picture because uh, such a masterpieces all also have to have visa. So they're like, mm, you know, we can't actually use the name Black Square. So mm, people here might think that it is a racist. <laughs> <laughs> so what? official official name of this picture was African American Square. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> Are you serious? But then that, yes. Yes. But then by doing that, you've actually made it into a, a subject about race by what doing that. Fuck? You've actually made so it. racist. But it's not racist. <laughs> I know. Okay. It's okay. Like, it's like uh, African okay. African Americans an adjective. <laughs> it's you know it's not a loaded word. I don't, I, I don't even like the term. It's not bastardized. right. That's the problem. Okay, okay. Let's get on with it. We're, right we're not doing a podcast let's... about residents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, talking yeah. about social issues like right. racism. John, John, go, go. Basically, um, I thought the film was all right. There's a few uh, niggling errors in it and discrepancies, if I can use that word. Some of the skits we produced were actually planned as long-running series throughout the entire podcasts. Um, there would be new adventures each week. Um, one in particular of these, which we really wanted to keep going, was the Andy Lancaster Adventures in Raccoon City. Um, I don't know if the second episode ever got released, but I'm about to play it here. But the whole premise behind this was to sort of seal up the inconsistencies between Resident Evil 2 and 3. For instance, how the fire hydrant was turned off, um, Brad getting back up as a zombie, him sort of witnessing the events of both games, and the whole series would just sort of play through that and eventually lead up to him just leaving Raccoon City, you know, this bumbling idiot somehow surviving through sheer dumb luck. Um... Other things like Nemesis jumping through the window in the RPD, where it's fixed in Resident Evil 2, were also going to be covered, but ultimately we found the skit was just too too time-consuming and too boring, I guess. Although it is believed that there were four survivors of the Raccoon City incident, there was a fifth a British citizen by the name of Andy Lancaster, who was on vacation in the United States to visit his relatives, managed to escape this city. What follows are the chronicles of his adventures. Oh dear, must be must be drunk in this town, nothing like this back home. No, back home in back home in Yorkshire, good old old England. Alright, uh, that's uh Make your way back over here then, see what's going on here. Everyone's bloody drunk in this place, that's a fact. No, I'll tell you that. Oh, I've got the fire agent here still going. I'll fix that for a bit, get me. I think I'll let me have a wrench around here somewhere in my bag. Let's fix that up there. Yep. There we go, that should, that should solve it. Uh, waste of water, that is. We'll tell this back at all, we've always piped by on that, you know. 
Yeah, the Americans aren't even any good at bloody fixing their own stuff. If it's a if it's a holiday makers like me, you have to go around and fix everything for them, lazy buggies. That's uh RPD, RPD was this police do uh really police do I see what's going on here or police place or whatever. Open these gates and oh, there we go. Oh that's fine. There oh, we are not. Um, bloody hell's going over there. There's some woman over there shooting shooting bullets at some man in a trench coat or something. You know what that's all about, right? But uh, oh, that's it. Bloody hell. <laughs> She's giving him one, eh? Oh my. I think he's dead. I think she's killed the bugger. Let's <laughs> see what's going on over here then. Oi. Oi mate, you, you're alright then. What sort of you? Nope. No, I think I think he's dead, this one is. Oh. Hey. No. Oh wait, oh wait. Bloody hell, you're still alive, mate. <laughs> Don't think anybody can get up from that. I mean, you know, I've seen some people get up from things like that before back home, you know, when bloke I knew got stabbed by some guy outside some pub, but, but, hey, but, what are you doing, mate? You're not looking at me like that. You're a bugger off in there and fall off that bitch that came after you before. Oh. Looking at me like that, mate. Oh, will he knock six bells out of you, mate? You alright? Wait, wait, where are you going? You can't just. Hey, hey, I just walked you up here. You just run a bugger off in there and not even. Look at that, eh? Not even, not even a bit of gratitude. No thanks for you or anything. Typical this bloody country. There's no appreciation or anything. Come here. Have a nice little uh, holiday, see some relatives and that, you know, and all this bloody nonsense stuff is happening. It's a, it's a joke, that, isn't it? Uh, I think uh, I gotta follow this behind. I'll have a bloody drunk over there. This town's bloody full of drunks. Jesus Christ, it's worse than worse than York on a Friday night. This is right. Let's, let's go in here and see what anything going on this police station. <coughs> Bloody doors I've been fixing, those joints need a bit of, a bit of oil on them. Uh, there we go, close that behind me. Bloody cold, bloody freezing out there. Oh, bloody hell, we call this a police station, what's all this about here? It's not a bloody police station at all. What is that, you know, there's people around, nothing here. It's just what American, it's just what American police are like then. Sitting around somewhere on their own, the fat asses doing bugger all. I don't know, probably all out somewhere. Oh dear, look at that bloody barricades up there. They'll take those down in a bit. Gotta get through there. I don't know why someone's put bloody barricades up or something. Bloody, bloody planks over there. It's, a, it's ridiculous. This is. Right, let's, let's see what else we have to do around here. Like. Some people on the boards our decision to add the voiceovers over the intro, um, but the support for it was overwhelming to keep it, so I figured I'd throw those clips on here without the text, and maybe you'll even hear some bits that weren't used. What you'll hear is recordings from both me and uh, John, Mr. Spencer. Recording, go ahead now. <laughs> Doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> you see? doesn't matter, they're all gonna die. <laughs> they're all 
to die so easily when they just, they just came everywhere and they, they killed us all and they came up with a barricade and it's crazy. It's, it's lunacy but they're still coming and they'll come and they'll kill us all. There's nothing to stop them. Bullets don't do anything to them. You can't kill them. They go down and they'll get back up again and they'll keep coming. They're going to keep coming and they're going to kill us all. They'll kill us all. <laughs> it won't stop. <laughs> this is the RPD dispatch. Is anyone out there? Please answer. I've lost contact with Alpha Team. I need to know if someone's still out there. Please. Anyone. Some time ago, during the release of Resident Evil 5, Capcom published... Tricell virus detection kits, uh, progenitor virus specifically. Um, they were sent to reviewers and they were just like sort of a little promotional DVD which fake detects a virus on your computer and then you put the second disc in which purges the virus. One little interesting note was the cases actually had a hotline number, a 1 800 number in the US, and when we called it, we were pretty surprised to see that they had actually set something up where you could leave a message for them. So the guys and I tried to have a little fun with that, and this was the result. Mute them mics. Thank you for calling Tricell's Progenitor Virus Detection Kit Hotline. Due to a large volume of calls, all of our technology associates are currently assisting other customers. The approximate wait time is 72 hours. Your health is important to us. Please leave a message and a Tricell representative will contact you as soon as possible. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished recording, press pound. To cancel, press star. To replay your message, press Somebody 1. To re-record your message, press 2. To mark this message urgent, press 3. To mark this message private, press 4. To send your message, press bound. To cancel, press star. What do they say in RE5? Tell me, guys. To replay your message, press 1. I to re-record your message, press 2. Yes, to mark do. this message urgent, press Come 3. To mark this play. message private, press 4. To send your oh, message, press bound. To cancel. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished recording, press pound. To cancel, press star.
To replay your message, press 1. To re you have recorded. To replay your message, press 1. To re-record your message, press 2. To mark this message urgent, press 3. This message is marked urgent. To replay your message, press 1. To re-record your message, press 2. To mark this message non-urgent, press 3. To mark this message private, press 4. To send your message, press pound. To cancel, press star. Message sent. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> Urgent. <laughs> one night during the recording of one of our podcasts, uh, Alzer had mentioned that his Xbox Live subscription needed to be canceled, and in order to do this, you need to call up Xbox and tell them this. Um, naturally, I jumped at the chance, and we called them, with me posing as his father, with him in the background giving me information as they requested it. And I, I played the angry father with a southern accent, um, yelling at his son, asking for the proper information that the man on the phone was asking for. Shortly into the phone call, though, we were cut off, and what you have here is when we called back. Unfortunately, I don't have the original call which was probably ten times more hilarious than this due to a corrupt hard drive, but it is what it is. I'm, don't worry, I'm cutting it down. I'm getting it cut. <clears throat> Understand? I'm going to get it cut, cut down, you hear? Because that $50, I'd, I'd rather buy those cards. Yeah, fuck that. All right. Let me look. Hold on, let me look at my contact information. Give me all the infos. Oh. What's my password for this ID? I don't remember. You don't need the password. You just need the email. It was just the email? Because yeah. if he asks for... He's not going to ask for the password. He never asked for that. Okay, well, hold on. They're not allowed to. I'll be like, what? You think I'm stupid? I ain't giving you think because I'm well, stupid. Well, it's, it's my contact information. I want to make sure I have that right. Okay. And it requires me to put in my password. And I'm checking my password now. Cut it down. Hopefully you don't get the same guy. Karn, you around? No, I definitely won't. I'm around. I hope you get the same guy. That will make it all, but all so much better. <laughs> you cut me down. What was his name? I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm it sure. was actually John. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Bio2proto at hotmail.com. Where was... Where is Be he? sure to mention that you did call him, though. Oh, I'm or, well, I don't... did call Microsoft support and that you got cut down. Oh, I will. <laughs> oh, man, my Skype credit's gone. 
Yeah, but I can still call 1-800 numbers. <clears throat> what the? Where is this? You're too sweaty. Come on, Peter. Hold on now. Oh, here it is. Oh, my God. Because after this, i got to do my fucking work. <laughs> All right, this dude. Can't read, Uncle Billy. Get clarification if they renewed it, and if they did, I'm gonna get them to cut that, that shit down. You listen here, yeah. goddammit. We never agreed to no goddamn automatic billing. You better cut that down right now, I'm gonna shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't act like that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I gotta. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just make sure you're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, the phone number was right. Email. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. all right. Type all the information I need that he asked for in one new message. Okay. And don't mention any of this, or I'll bleep it out probably, whatever is relevant that needs bleeping. Well, I don't care. I don't think Karn's going to come look for me or anything. Well, if we broadcast this. Oh, yeah. Just keep your shit um, on mute, Mike. I'm gonna leave the I'm gonna leave the console on just in case. All right, and mute your thing. I will. Let me type this in here. Yeah, hurry up. All right, I'll type in my full address and all that mess. Yeah. Just in case. And your dad's name too. Give me that. I don't think you'll need that. Alzer is the gamer tag. Just give it all in one thing, like you know, space. Oh, oops. Okay. I think he kind of got suspicious when I said R for retard, because I couldn't think of anything with R in it. I was going to say rape, but then I'm like, no, retard. <laughs> Give me some R. That, what would R be? Roger. No, that's... Ronnie? Robbing? No, no Rectum? Offer. Relevant? Offer rope. <laughs> All right, that, that email... That email right there, John, that bio2proto is my Windows Live and the email I have attached to the account, apparently. Okay, so it wasn't... Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it right, wasn't we'll there now, so quiet, I'm cutting it down. All right. <clears throat> and I'm going to be fighting with you in the background. Boy. Hang up on me. Welcome to Xbox Customer Support. Come on. Your call may be account monitored or billing. recorded to ensure quality. For quicker service, please ensure you have registered your Xbox console on our website at xbox.com support. Here, you can also troubleshoot your issue, create repairs, check repair status, and we are excited to offer you a significant discount for orders processed online. I don't want it. Please choose repairs, technical support, or accounts and billing. Accounts and billing. You can now review and update your account information online. Go to xbox.com no, and phone. sign in. Click on My Xbox. I'm coming here. Then Don't tell me account. none. You'll need your Windows Live ID and password to access your account. Boy, you are in are trouble. You... I am going I did... well. If you're calling to cancel your Xbox Live account, say cancel. 
For all other questions about Xbox Live accounts and billing, say Other Account Questions. Other Account Questions. Sorry, but our customer service center is currently closed. You've Representatives got... are available to talk with you every day of you... the week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific Time. Cut Meanwhile, you can get close. updated information on Xbox you... at our website, xbox.com. Thanks for calling Xbox Customer Service. You Goodbye. No, you. Holy fucking shit. What the heck? You just called like a minute ago. They, I bet you, you know what happened? I probably called and they closed the call center. Welcome to Xbox customer support. Your call may be monitored or recorded to ensure quality. For quicker service, please ensure you have registered your Xbox console on our website at xbox.com slash support. Accounts Here, you can also troubleshoot your issue, create repairs, check repair status, and we are excited to offer you a significant discount for orders processed online. Please choose Repairs, Technical Support, or Accounts and Billing. Accounts and Billing. You can now review and update your account information online. Go to xbox.com and sign in. Click on My Xbox then My Account. You'll need your Windows Live ID and password to access your account. Tell me why you're calling. Say, cancel. cancel. Sorry, but our customer service center is currently closed. Representatives are available. During the recording of episode 13, we came across a lot of really bad fanfics, but the one that really took the cake was a NC-17 fanfic written by a horrible person which describes the monster Ridley from the Metroid series raping Samus. Um, we really didn't want to release this at the time, but it's just so terrible and Wayne does such a good reading of it that I felt it's necessary to release this. Forgive us. Wow, the tagline for this one is just fucking amazing. <clears throat> mm. Title, Samus Gets Raped. Whoa. <laughs> Off to a good start. Ow. And the tagline, I haven't read in yet, but Samus finally arrives at the Artifact Temple. All that's left is to fight Ridley. What if she lost, and before Ridley killed, he had a little fun. He had a this little fun. Where I think this is going, this could be amazing for all the wrong... I have always had a thing for humans really informed most others of my species find you repulsive did I find you <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ many others of my species find you repulsive did I find you more attractive than everyone <laughs> than even my own and now I finally get to have one Samus this made her feel sick he placed his mouth back on the shoulder while his right hand gropes her body makes its way to her clit her w- <laughs> his fingers his fingers lightly trailed her outline then he inserts all five claws into her 
Out of instinct, her body aches, arches. A smirk crosses his face, happy to get his reaction from her. He withdraws his fingers and places them by his nose and lets all the wind out of his lungs. Waits until he could get no longer without the air and sucks in the deepest breath he had ever in his life. After waiting so long, he finally knows what a human female smells like, and he likes it. He then moves his hand down to his slit and rubs it (laughs) until his reptile penis emerges. He places his giant tip at Samus's ass. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Withdraw yourself, come on, there's more to read. I'm crying! <laughs> he places his giant tip at Samus's ass, and he puts her onto his length, easily entering two inches into her. Samus half screeches as she feels Ridley force himself into her. She starts feeling the bulges of his length spreading her inner walls as they're being rubbed hard and slow. Wow. Ridley does not stop, but instead he slows down as he pushes four inches into him, then five, then six. The pain to Samus is almost maddening. She can feel her inside stretch in terror as her walls pulsed around the cock with force. Ridley begins to pant. His head sweats from the heat in the <laughs> Ridley growls lighter as he forces more quicker the final inches. Soon, Samus has 11 inches inside of her. Ridley pants with a gritty smile, then he pulls out five inches, the walls reaming against them with a reverse sucking noise. <laughs> Whoa! Making <laughs> Samus screech. Soon he has the rhythm of his fucking and his thrust. <laughs> 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 slow and steady. The bulges on his penis giving extra pain to Samus as they tear at her walls. Ridley, please! Samus finally begs. The pirate's eyes are half open from the bliss he is feeling. He felt so warm and in such care for her for first time with a human. His penis begins spewing, pre-cum gently dripping into her. Ridley begins pumping faster. Sam is feeling pain from his bulged penis and it grits against her tight, pulsing, bleeding walls. Soon Ridley begins to run as he finally reaches his climax with a primal urge, forcing his entire length into her, hilting his massive groin against Sam's pelvis. She was filled to the brim with Ridley's seed, leaking past her uterus and delving deep into her. She soon became so full that the cum scorched out of her. He kept coming. <laughs> her inner walls are milking the cock so tightly. The sky can't fucking go on. <laughs> her walls. This guy really likes to describe how her walls are doing. Her walls, baby, chafing. <laughs> Silent Hill. Oh. Let's go to M. Oh my fuck, where's Pyramid Head? Oh, holy shit. You know there's gotta be. I think it's quicker if you do rated M and romance. After the orgasm had passed, Ridley pulls out of Samus. He then lunges at her. His upper jaw grazes into her left shoulder and his lower jaw snapples shut, tearing underneath her ribcage and with a vicious tug of his neck, he felt his teeth tear into her. After he, he feels bones crushed between his jaw, he flies away. <laughs> <laughs> what else did this guy fucking do? Oh, oh do we want to know? 
Following the success of the so-called 1.5 beta trailer, there was a lot of pressure to do a sequel to that that really surpassed that. Um, I had gone into work on making one that would chronicle Colvin's like rise to power um, and his betrayal of Project Umbrella as he murders Crispy, the founder, by burning him alive. Um, ultimately, I found that the skit was, I don't know, really uh, depressing and kind of wrong. Anyway, it seemed kind of bad to make light of lots of people dying because in between Crispy's death, Crispy and Culpin's meeting and his eventual death, there's spliced, uh, you know, audio clips of soldiers like pulling people out of cars and lining them up against a wall and ultimately firing upon them. You know, basically Culvin getting all the newbies up and killing them, as he says in his speech at the very end. Uh, I had a plan for three with this as well, which would be Dot 50 Cal's uh, triumphant return to a very changed world, which would sort of mirror Metal Gear Solid 4. But ultimately, that would require a lot more advanced sound engineering work by us to make it believable, and I kind of dropped it. But this is the near-complete, missing a couple sound effects and such, uh, beta trailer 2, I guess. Ah, Colvin, you have returned. I see you have something for me. Excellent. Your, your services were worth all the hardship. Now we can work towards... Shut up! Well, what you win? Get out of the truck now! <laughs> what did you say? You should watch your tongue, boy. I am... Please, no! How, how dare you lay your hands on me? Shut up, old man! Was it a mouth? Okay, okay, please, just... What on earth are you doing? Just don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! You bastard, you, you can't do this. I, I took you in with no one foot. I, I made you relevant. all about making Thought 50 Cal suffer as I did. For years I languished in obscurity, and now it is his turn. I just went <laughs> off! <laughs> Don't let your emotions get the better of you, Colvin. You'll never get away with this. Look at 
to stop me. Ah, you bastard! I'll have your head! Spencer, who is playing Spencer, a senile old version of him who is just incomprehensible. He stumbles onto the stage in a wheelchair and just babbles to himself, uh, and then a reporter asks him a question, and he still just continues to babble, so here are the um, <laughs> clips to that. Ladies and gentlemen, members of the press, the president of Umbrella Corporation, Oswell E. Spencer, if you wish to ask a question, just raise your hand. Yes, you, at the bottom there. Mr. Spencer, how do you respond to allegations towards your company's involvement in the Raccoon City disaster, where hundreds of thousands of innocent lives were lost? Jolly! Johnny Ludlow, <laughs> back in the 1960s, we got a, a biological weapon, yes, I'm jolly good, yes. Terrible noise, I just, I just, ooh, ooh, I looked around, and 
Uh, am I just surprised it was Albert Wesker riding a donkey? Ha! <laughs> very, very crazy. Uh, retirement with Africa, uh, crocodile wearing a top hat. Ha! <laughs> very spicy. Very, very, very dapper. It was uh, a biohazardous outbreak in Raccoon City. Uh, shareholders and everybody. Zombies and James Marcus smashing by lost his hat to a rather audacious ostrich. At the time, he was completely flabbergasted by it. He went overhead flying in a giant helicopter. Very bizarre. Sergey Vladimir with a crazy. He was stabbing the man in the Jolly good, jolly good. Thank you for your question, but that's all Mr. Spencer has time for right now. Zombies, small chaps, but immensely strong. Raccoon City. Bye! Journalist at the bottom. Rather lovely legs. A stocking on the woman she was. Raccoon. Uh, of course, at the time of Raccoon City, I'm afraid I was uh, very, very drunk. The final clip we'll be posting here now is actually the very first RPD dispatch that was ever recorded. Um, it wasn't called the RPD dispatch at the time, it was called the Resident Evil Podcast. This is before we had thought about the name. Um, it involved me, Crispy from Project Umbrella, and Mr. Spencer, John, um, all recording. Eventually, Crispy, I'm not really sure the reasons why anymore, but he ended up dropping out or something happened to where we got Alzair instead. Anyway, um, I apologize for the quality on this. This was long before we got our proper recording set up and it was so bad that we ended up just scrapping it, so that kind of gives you an idea. But I guess it's kind of cool for people to check this out, the very birth of the podcast. So, uh, enjoy. Thank you for downloading our first podcast here. Uh, we're calling the podcast The Resident Evil Podcast because no one else has seemed to have taken that so far. Uh, I am Dot50Cal, also known as John. However, we have another podcaster here with the name. Of I will be referred to as David. So, David or Dot50Cal. I'm from The Horrors Alive. Uh, John, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yep, yeah, uh, this is the other John. Uh, I'm also known in the forums, the community, as Mr. Spencer. Uh, I'm on the Horrors Alive, uh, but the site that I'm working on is Project Umbrella, which is a new uh, Resident Evil fan site in the making. 
uh, which um, my good friend Chris here is working on. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Chris, also known as Crispy. Been around for a while. Probably know me from Ari Horror or more recently Thea. Um, I started Project Umbrella, and hopefully we'll get that done soon enough for you. I'm also the resident 360 fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so the podcast here is just kind of be a little sporadic in nature. Uh, we're going to touch on a couple topics, ranging from stuff that's in the news. So, obviously it's an evil. Um, the releases will be kind of sparse, so... We may have a podcast one month and none the other. So it's all dependent on the news there. So um, our first segment is news. And, of course, we want to touch on Resident Evil 5 since it was just at E3 with a new build of the game, showing off some new trailers. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so what did you guys think of the footage you've seen? Uh, I thought it was... Uh I thought it was a bit too similar to Resident Evil 4, you know, what we've come to expect from RE4, and it doesn't feel as though it's anything new or groundbreaking, like they haven't added anything much to it. All they've done is they've simply expanded upon the gameplay mechanics we first saw uh, in RE4. And, you know, even, even some of the enemies are quite similar, as you may notice, uh, the chainsaw enemy is bare similarities to a certain potato sack headed um, <laughs> Gonaldo, you know who would, so uh, you see you know as long as they I think what they need to do is is just you know bring something new to the table something we haven't seen before right I think a lot of the older fans are echoing that I mean you look in the forums and people are pointing out you know that El Gigante was in one of the trailers and there's a Gonado with a flaming crossbow the animations are the same pretty much across the board some of the older fans don't really like it. Uh, what do you think about it, Chris? Uh, just play devil's advocate here. Everybody's a big fan of the original Resident Evil series, probably listening to this, but frankly, those were all just recycled gameplay elements and creatures, too. It's nothing really different that Capcom hasn't done before. Uh, I guess you can make that argument, but I think I'd retort back that I don't really think it's been quite done to this level. I mean, sure, you'd had zombies between the two, and Personally, I think it's okay to go with Ganado-type enemies this time, but just the level of recycling, uh, the animations probably are the main... Actually, main uh, sorry to interrupt you, but... Uh, no, go ahead. What, what Chris was saying about how uh, how Capcom has regurgitated uh, gameplay mechanics from before uh, between RE4 and RE5, uh, I think they may have they've done uh, something similar to that when they made RE3, which was essentially... Uh, you could argue that RE3 was a rehash of RE2 because you went to the same environments uh, okay, yeah. almost practically walked down the same streets, the same buildings, the same environments except you're playing as a different character so, you know... I, but you could dodge attacks. Except you could dodge <laughs> attacks you know, that was the that was the key thing which, which Capcom... You could dance with Nemesis. Yeah, and, and Nemesis, of course. <clears throat> well, Resident Evil 3's main point, I think, was just to definitively say that, you know, the entirety of Raccoon City was destroyed because at the end of Team Explodes and that's about it, the town's still there. So you don't really have a definitive conclusion to what happened to the town. That's true. It's almost as though OE3 was 
I mean, I know I'm supposed to be talking about RE5 <laughs> here, but I thought I'd touch upon RE3. No, it's fine. Is that RE3 kind of felt like part two, Resident Evil part two or 2.5, yeah. you know, it kind of wrapped up the loose ends there and then ended the story of Raccoon City. And then... I, I definitely don't think it should have been called three, though, because it's seemed more like a side story than a main you know, something like Code Veronica, so they kind of, I think they kind of mix things up there a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, but let's get back on the Resident Evil 5, so... Yeah, we've taken ex- quite a, a diversion here. Yeah, <laughs> so we've, we've kind of touched on how we don't really like some of the uh, changes, but, um, so what did you like in the trailer? There's been a number of gameplay videos released now, because, um, at the uh, show floor... Actually, two builds were playable. The first one was the town with Shiva and Chris battling the Executioner. And uh, the second one focused more on the Chainsaw enemy. So, what have you? What do you guys think about the uh, gameplay? Well, it's definitely intense. That's one thing they've done really well with this series from Resident Evil 4 on to 5 is really getting a large group of people down there and enemies now blowing through walls after you. Yeah. Like, it looks fun to play. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does, and I, I like some of the traps they've uh, included. It's a bit more more variety than in 4, where it was, you know, just an exploding barrel. Now there's uh, telephone poles that you can knock down, the transformer that's on them. Uh, the fire seems to propagate really well, so I just, that's a bonus. I just hope that these elements that we see and we enjoy the look of in these trailers and, 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 and beta demos... I hope that these traits get carried over to the main game because if you uh, can remember when Umbrella Chronicles was first be first being uh, shown to people in trailers, you could there was an option to like you know uh, shoot open doors and blow up and blow doors open, which mm-hmm. obviously you couldn't really do in the main game, main release. Uh, so I suppose my biggest hope for Resident Evil 5 is for Capcom to actually keep these elements in the game and ensure that they make it into the final product. And I don't know about you guys, but I was a bit happy to see that at least they're going with somewhat of a more horror route with the um, flying bat-like parasites. Yeah. It's just, it's nice to see, you know, non-human enemies in a trailer. Like, I know in Resident Evil 4, we pretty much were shown, you know, human-like ganados throughout with, I don't think any of them, in fact, showed a main enemies up until release. Yeah, but... And they keep on promising stuff about Link Back to the Old Resident Evil, but they haven't really shown any of that in any of the trailers, even though the director keeps on claiming they will. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah that, that is something... He kind of does have contradictory statements, because just before this, uh, these E3, they were um, saying that, you know, oh, it's not going to be Resident Evil 4 all over again, we're going to try to distance ourselves from it, and it it looks to be pretty much spot on with five, with four, I mean, even the enemy AI, where they'll, you know, they'll run towards you, and then they'll stop a couple feet ahead of you, I understand that, but to keep the same animations from all that, I really hope they're going to change that up, because yeah. it just seems it's, sloppy. It's almost as I though... I really doubt it. Uh, sorry, Chris, go on. Everybody always says that. Everybody always says when they see early gameplay, like, oh, don't worry, it's just beta, the graphics will improve, or the, the animations will improve. It never improves. Yeah, I'd rather not give them the benefit of the 
doubt. I'd rather hopefully get them to change it because of it than to, you know, sit back and just take it. Uh, well, I I feel as though uh, OE5 is repeating with the same uh, thing as OE4, but it's just, it's just all I've done is add more enemies to it. There's more going on. I'm curious to see how that plays out with the second player. Because you're not going to be surrounded as easily with someone else around you all the time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're going to try and split you up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But when you're not being split up, it seems like it would make the game really trivial. That's a, that's another question I want to ask you guys. So your first playthrough of Resident Evil 5, have you decided what you want to do? If you want to go through with the AI partner, or do you want somebody to take control of Shiva? I don't want a partner. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what's, what are you, what's that, Chris? Probably play with the partner. So you'll actually play with a real first playthrough? Yeah. I always play co-op. Always. I get every co-op game that comes out. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of partial to co-op as well, but I think for five, I'd rather it be a solitary experience first time. Just, I'm not sure. I'm kind of torn because it seems kind of interesting to have the first playthrough just to share the experience with someone you know, the first time through, be talking to each other on a Bluetooth headset or whatever. I think that might be interesting, but I think I'm going to go solo on it just because that's how the series has always been. It doesn't. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. It it feels as though when you have two people there, I mean, you could argue that Resident Evil Zero, uh, you know, did this, but it's always been a single character. So the point of survival horror is that you are alone. There is no one there to protect you. There's no backup coming. You are alone against all the odds. You have to survive against all the odds. You're against uh, an untold number of enemies. And, you know, you don't have a friend there. You don't have a partner. You don't have backup. There's no one... Say you're going down a corridor somewhere and a zombie ambushes you from behind. There's no one going to be there with a shotgun ready to blow his head off, you know, just to to watch your back, you know. And I think what RE5 has done with this whole co-op thing is I think they've undermined yet another aspect of survival horror uh, and in in order to make it more uh, palatable to the general masses with you know action uh, you know more action than that we saw in Resident Evil 4 etc definitely I know a lot of my close Resident Evil community friends are up in arms over it everybody was hoping for a more traditional horror based game no one really wants to see the action game now, when they first um, Games Radar had leaked the story that co-op was going to be in the game, and it seemed pretty much like a shoe in and it's finally been confirmed at this E3. The thing, I guess, the thing that surprised me about but it was the forced on you throughout the uh, main campaign. I figured it would be like a side mission thing that you can start independent of the single player, but I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way that, especially with like a Resident Evil 4 type gameplay where it's, you know, you could die with one chainsaw hit, so how are they going to handle that with Shiva? You know, is the chainsaw guy just going to target you? I think... uh, It wouldn't surprise me. Actually, I I think uh, if we go by it, logically speaking, um, the chainsaw man, enemy, uh, executioner, what have you, uh, I think realistically speaking he would go after the enemy who posed a greater threat. Now if Shiva is a 9mm pistol and 
Chris's there, his tree trunk arms, toting a huge double barreled shotgun, blowing chunks out of this person. He's going to stop and think, well, you know, the Hulk lookalike is my biggest threat here. I'm going to go after him. Well, I could only hope for that kind of behavior. But this is Capcom but here. A bit so. weary, trying to rely on uh, AI to basically but play the game with me. This way. They're not going to re-engineer the AI for a co-op experience with a human player and with an AI player. Yeah. So the AI is going to react the same both ways, I guarantee it. So it's probably not going to just target Chris because there's no guarantee Chris is always going to be the only human player. So you're most likely going to have to worry about Shiva getting chainsawed. So what do you guys think about the real-time inventory? Uh, Kind of ported over from Outbreak, I guess forced into this basically because of the co-op system. You can't, you know, pause your inventory and the other players just sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs waiting for you to finish. Well, it'll make rearranging and organizing your inventory a lot more important. Well, actually, if you've seen um, some of the uh, site-produced videos, like IG show the uh, inventory and it's back to, you know, if you've ever played the Resident Evil 4 Trial Edition, it's pretty much like the like that. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a slot limit. It looked like eight, maybe. Could be more though. But um, it, there's no longer the attaché case as in four, where it, you know arranging items was a, a big part of the game. It was half of the game. That <laughs> you spent like half the game. You know, arranging your attaché case and making sure everything fit in the right order and placing your herbs in the right, you know, just so, because you were like a perfectionist with OCD. Imagine <laughs> some person with OCD playing Ori 4, they'd be stuck arranging their item box for days. <laughs> Alright, so, um, let's move on to the next news item. Uh, Dead Rising announced for the Nintendo Wii. Now, it's, uh, supposedly a port of the first game. But it's drastically been changed. Um, they've uh, they've done a lot like of the... work on uh, Dead Rising for the Wii, uh, doing the yeah. Wii port. Uh, for example, you can now have up to ten zombies on screen at once, which, is, uh, which would not be available, well, would not be possible if it were not for the Wii's uh, processing power. All right, all right. Let's, let's get back to the facts here, though. Um, okay. They, they've removed the camera, which was... The main, the main way to level up in the game, so I'm not sure how they're going to handle leveling up now. They, they've also uh, restricted the the missions, so they're, they're not really time-based anymore, and it seems like a max of four at one time. What? So what do you guys think? I mean, personally, I, I like... the missions is a good idea. Yeah. The missions definitely a good idea, especially since they're trying to target a more casual audience, because... Dead Rising on 360 was a very hardcore gamer type of game. It had a lot of patience to play it. From what I've heard, though... Uh, yeah, I kind of like some of that, though. From what I've heard, they've replaced the whole... They've, they've gone with the over-the-shoulder camera view, which we saw in RE4. And I think that if they uh, copy the same uh, aiming mechanic that they had in Wii Edition, RE4 Wii Edition, and then place that over... Dead Rising for the Wii, it could have something, you know, kind of a bit of a winner here, you know. I think that's one of the redeeming values about it, because Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition with the Wii Mode aiming was way superior to uh, 
the previous version. Oh yeah, definitely. System. It was best part of the game yet. In fact, best version. I I think. Yeah, I agree. But um, but speaking of Resident Evil Four Wii Edition, I hear that this is actually running on the same engine as that, which kind of makes me wonder now: Are they setting up the uh, pipeline to take a framework engine game like Dead Rising or Resident Evil Five, Lost Planet, etc., and port it to the Wii engine? So. Could we possibly see a Resident Evil 5 on the Wii? You know what I think they're doing? And I, I apologise to you, Chris, for you know stealing your thunder here. I know you want to talk, but I think this is imperative that we bring this to light. Uh, it's the... Um, <clears throat> I think that what, can, what Capcom have got is when they created the, uh, the gameplay mechanics and the whole gameplay whatever for RE4, the system that they had where they always showed a camera view, it's become mm-hmm. very popular. You know, a lot of games are doing that now. You know, NGS4, for example. And I think what they've done here, they've created what I like to call the Capcom regurgitation machine. And at the <laughs> core of this is the gameplay mechanic for Ori 4. Over the shoulder, camera view, whatever, all that stuff. Now from this, they have an amazing new system uh, with, which, with uh, which they could apply to various other titles in their front in, uh, in their uh, Market, for example, all the different franchises. For example, Dead Rising for the Wii. Uh, you know that's got the, that's, that's been implement, implemented with this new system they've got, uh, and Ori Five, of course, which we mentioned earlier. It's all you know. We're going to be seeing. I think in the future, uh, with all future Capcom games, we may be seeing this similar over-the-shoulder camera view, which we've grown to uh, well, grown to hate really from Ori Four. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Well, you don't need to look any farther than Street Fighter to see that Capcom's willing to do anything possible to resell the same game. You can picture it. They're now. going to port games. You can picture an over-the-shoulder camera view on Street Fighter. <laughs> it won't be 2D anymore. It won't even be a fighter anymore. It'll just be two people, you know, on your screen. You're seeing an over-the-shoulder camera view, just controlling your punches with a, with like a cursor on screen. <clears throat> even Mega Man will have that soon. I guys- think the weird addition of Dead Rising is a good idea, though. But it seems really weird that they would take the camera out simply because they have the SD memory cards on there that they could easily store the pictures and give them to friends. And like, they yeah. have a network already set up through the online system for sharing stuff with other people. I mean, you see it with Super Smash Brothers Brawl with the level editors and the pictures that they take on there. I Plus, guess it- you know, with a Wiimote, it only makes sense. I guess it's just to make it a bit more casual because there did seem kind of a disconnect between taking pictures and, you know, actually combating the zombies or filling the missions. So to streamline the game, I guess I I could understand that they would take it out, but it just seems kind of odd since that was like pretty much the whole game mechanic. That was the, you know, he's a photojournalist. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna say it's his job. He's looking for the story. It's, what's he? He's covered he more stories, you know. Yes. <laughs> Also, right. does anybody know if they've uh, modified the safe system in this game? Um, I believe they have. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have the details on that, but I. I do remember that. But uh, to move on now to our third news item here, the Lost Planet movie oh, yeah. has been announced at the uh, Capcom press conference for E3. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was just a press panel in disguise as a press conference. And all it was talk about the movie. So, what do you guys think? 
I'm not a particular film buff myself. Uh, I'm not fond of uh, uh, game to film transitions. I mean, if you look at the history of uh, game to film transitions, it's not been a particularly bright one. Uh, no. For example, you've got the likes of Yui Ball out there churning out God knows whatever. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm on the edge about it, really. I'm on the fence. Well, it might push you over the fence that the fact that your best friend David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake, is doing the script, I believe. I don't recall saying <laughs> that David Hayter was my best friend. Where, where have you derived this information from? That's what David told us. <laughs> well, David lies. But, uh... But, um... He is an accomplished. He, I mean, he's no. He's best known for the, the role of Solid Snake, the voice of Solid Snake, uh, to the MGS community. Uh, but here, some of you may not know that he's quite an accomplished scriptwriter in his own right. And uh, he worked on uh, the first X-Men film. And rumor has it he is working on the Watchmen film as well. Oh, well, actually, the way that is is that he wrote the, I think, the third script in the line of Watchmen films. And it was actually a script not very well taken by studios because it tried to update the series to a more modern setting instead of being the Cold War. Mm. And it was kind of rejected. And that's when they came up with the new script for the movie they're coming out with now. And by that they mean updating the script for a new modern audience who want action and extreme stuff and explosions. There you go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. We're gonna be see- I-, I bet we'll be seeing stuff about terrorism in there and the Pentagon and Michael Bay and friends. Oh. Okay, off topic. Let's get back to the movie. Personally, uh, as somebody who played the game quite extensively, uh, I can't really say that there's a good enough story here to make a movie. I mean, it's a pretty basic one, uh, full of forgettable characters. So cliches. Oh yeah, and terrible voice acting. You're the master of unlocking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Capcom. Capcom are the kings of three things. Poor voice acting, regurgitation, and shallow storylines. All three will hopefully make it into the Lost Planet film. All right. For everyone let's just, to enjoy. Let's everyone. just cut, cut the uh, Lost Planet talk off there. So in the community segment here, we're going to ask... Uh, we've asked the community... What in the series? This can span the movies, the games, anything. Anything that involves a Resident Evil series. So I'd like to ask John, could you go first and say what your favorite moment is in the series? I certainly can. And I can happily say that uh, my favorite moment in the series uh, comes from Resident Evil 2, which uh, is one of my favorite games in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like the whole ominous nature behind it, how... Uh, you turn up at the RPD, you're fighting your way up the streets, you don't know what the hell is going on. You, know, you, you arrive for your first day at work on the job, uh, and there's zombies everywhere. And you, know, you come to the RPD and there's a deathly silence. It's eerie, it's ominous, you don't know what's happening, you don't know what's been going on. And uh, you speak to Marvin, this wounded police officer who tells you, you know, briefly summarises what's been going on in the most abysmal voice acting in any game I've ever heard. <laughs> With the exception of Wesker in the original Resident Evil, I mean, that, that was pretty golden. But I digress. <laughs> uh, but uh, but Resident Evil 2 has a whole plethora of favourite moments. Uh, I've, I can't mention Ori 2 without talking about uh, the scene where you meet the liquor for the first time. 
and you're going down a hallway and uh, you, uh, you turn around there's like a window and you see something briefly crawl across the window and you stop and think what was that what was that thing that crawled across the window just then you see, <laughs> oh, the it, very, yeah. you see it very briefly and you're not sure what it is you think oh it's probably just a zombie you know wandering around out there you, you know you think nothing of it and you continue on your way none the wiser so you open the door and you turn around and it's like smashed windows you think oh it's probably a zombie in here or something you know probably broken in ground level no problem so you keep going along and then you see this corpse on the ground you think what's this corpse doing here you think, you know, it's this pool of blood and you know, blood dripping down from the ceiling and at that point you think mm, what this is bad something bad is going to happen and I bet it's something to do with that thing whatever the hell it was that crawled across the window a few moments ago it's going to come out here and eat me and you keep going along and you check the body and it says the head has been twisted off and then suddenly you have this shiver down the back of your spine and then crawl forward a bit more and, and then F&B cuts in and the liquor turns up yeah that was really great scene there I, I droned on a bit there but I had to you know, give it some impact you know <laughs> Okay, uh, Chris, how about you? I know I have a really unpopular one, but actually my favorite scenes from the series would have to come from the outbreak. I really loved the opening cutscene there. It really brought forth the kind of cinematic, dramatic retelling of the beginning of Resident Evil 2 that I've always wanted to see from Resident Evil Outbreak. And, uh, or just Resident Evil series in general. Even in the movies, where I was kind of disappointed with the direction they took it. Yeah. Or more of a generic, like, horror action instead of a dramatic set piece. Um, and then it just kind of segues straight into the level zombies pounding on the door, and you're just trying to survive right off the get-go. And I then, really enjoyed that, the, the introduction to Outbreak. I thought it was really well written and put together. Especially that music during that. The music was absolutely fantastic for that part. Mm-hmm. I, I like yeah, it. As good. far as I'm concerned, that's the that's the theme of Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> the Outbreak okay. games were good. I was fond of the Outbreak games. Uh, I felt that they added a lot more depth and richness to the Raccoon City storyline and fleshed it out in more ways than Umbrella Chronicles could ever think of. You know, it did a lot more for it because you, know, you were just a civilian and you had no idea. You weren't playing as uh, an ordinary pro- pro- protagonist and good stuff we can we can save the outbreak talk for a future podcast maybe a yeah. retrospective on different games in the series but um personally my my favorite moment is kind of a it's kind of a small one but um um well three you know you you just get to the rpd and you're thinking everything's great and you know maybe maybe we'll get to see some more police officers alive and then um all of a sudden of course brad gets killed by nemesis and then you know, you're pursued into the RPD. The doors are almost breaking off their hinges, so you try to run around. And eventually, as you're making your way through the RPD, you know, you're, you start hearing the ne- Nemesis music, and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> what's this? <You> know? <laughs> so so then you're, you're in the area where you go to the second floor, you know, right near the, the first floor save room with the dark room in it. And, um, you know, you run into the doors running over to the stairs and then all of a sudden Nemesis comes crashing through that window and you know it's not even, it's not only that it's just Nemesis but he's got a he's got a goddamn rocket launcher on him and <laughs> it just threw me for a loop that he would be there with a rocket launcher I wasn't definitely wasn't expecting that out of a out of an enemy especially a tyrant 
and uh, yeah, I pretty much died. I'd right there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I remember running my ass off. It was totally unexpected as well because the RPD is meant to be a safe haven, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially that area was so close to a saber you you wouldn't really think of it as a hazardous area, especially not one where the you know where a main boss would sort of break in. Mm. But uh, we asked this question in the community, and pretty much the only post I think would be worthy of you know reading on the podcast here uh, would be by Arkalon, and he says, "I was playing Resident Evil 2 as Claire, and a zombie grabbed me from behind." I managed to shake it off, and in doing so, its right arm detached from his body and hung, dangling from Claire's shoulder. It stayed for about a second or two until finally dropping off. I remember thinking to myself, "This is the greatest thing that this is the greatest thing ever." It's a shame we never saw that kind of dismemberment again. And he's kind of right because once did, we, we didn't see that in Code Veronica X, did we? There was no. You, you couldn't well, even in dismember Cove, people. Yeah, Code 